The Holy Gospel according to John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It was during my first and also my only experience rock climbing when I discovered that I have an irrational fear of heights. This happened a long time ago at Taylor's Falls, so I know it's not like the climb was particularly high or even dangerous and I was harnessed and the guides were experienced, but when it comes to acrophobia, height itself doesn't really matter. What matters is the pounding of your heart and the shortness of your breath and the uncontrollable shaking of your limbs and the sheer terror in your gut and the paralyzing fear. That's what matters. The members of our group who went before me made it look easy and also fun, which at first it was until about halfway up. When I ever so briefly and now you know where this is going, right? It was all good until I ever so briefly looked down and was immediately overcome with unshakable fear. To this day, I remember that moment with remarkable clarity. I could feel the warm sun on my back as I clung to the wall, my fingers and toes precariously settled onto the tiny little rock ledges, after considering a number of ways I might possibly be able to escape this terror, I distinctly remember thinking to myself, if only someone could get a parachute to me, then I could gently float back to the safety of the ground. I was reminded of this adventure a couple of weeks ago when I listened to a podcast of an interview with faith and culture writer Jonathan Merritt. He was talking about what it means to be a spiritually grounded person when the wheels fall off. At one point he said, in the midst of great difficulty, what we want is a parachute, but what we get is the presence of Jesus. Here in the midst of a global pandemic, where there are more questions than answers, where there is no end in sight, and where depression, loneliness, anxiety, and panic show up in our lives and behave like uninvited guests who refuse to leave. A parachute to escape this great difficulty might be exactly what you have been hoping for. 
If only we could be lifted up and out of this uncertain time and be gently returned to the safety of before. If only. In today's gospel reading from the 10th chapter of John, there is no shortage of things to fear. Jesus speaks of strangers who come calling for what does not belong to them. He speaks of thieves and bandits who come to steal and kill and destroy. And he speaks of robbers who climb over the wall of the sheephold to get at what they want. In this reading, Jesus tells it like it is, making it absolutely clear. Danger is present, the threat is real, and the sheep are vulnerable. He also makes it absolutely clear what he's going to do about that, saying, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. As you can see, Jesus addresses the threat not by dropping in a parachute to remove the sheep from harm's way, but rather he addresses the threat by making a promise, a promise of abundant life. Please hear this. In this season of staying home and social distancing due to COVID-19, when danger is present and the threat is real and we find ourselves most vulnerable, Jesus' promise of an abundant life still stands. To be sure, an abundant life does not give us a pass on the hard stuff this world throws our way. Even as sheep who belong to the Good Shepherd, we are not immune to danger and pain. We do not escape harm, suffering, loss, or a pandemic. This promise of Jesus doesn't remove any of that. What it does, however, is something far better. This abundant life promised to us by Jesus opens us to the presence of God, and it helps us to perceive all of the grace and love and mercy that is woven through the fabric of our lives. Let me say that again. This abundant life opens us to the presence of God, and in that opening, we perceive with greater clarity the grace, love, and mercy of God that has been and continues to be a mark of God's abiding care and attention generously, abundantly showered upon us. The promised abundant life is the life lived in the experience of the presence of our God. Obviously, the abundant life is not something that can be measured by wealth, property, status, or successes. It's not a tally of riches, nor is it marked by nice homes and fancy cars. But rather, the abundant life promised here is a life that is rooted in relationship. Relationship with our Creator God through His Son, Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd, who calls us, each one by name, and leads us onward. As a psalmist says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you, Lord, are with me. 
Friends, God has not abandoned us in this time of trouble. We are not left alone. The scriptures reassure us that the abiding presence of God is with us right here, right now. The book, The Cure for Sorrows, written by Jan Richardson, is a collection of blessings that she has composed for difficult days. Her blessings are often heartbreaking, and yet, in their honesty, they are filled with comfort and hope. One of my favorites ends with these words, which speak beautifully to the nature of this promise of abundant life. She writes, This blessing will not fix you. I'm going to stop there. Here we might substitute promise for blessing. So this promise of Jesus will not fix you. This promise will not mend you. It will not give you false comfort. It will not talk to you about one door opening when another door closes. It will simply sit itself beside you among the shards and gently turn your face toward the direction from which the light will come, gathering itself about you as the world begins again. And begin again, it does. Almost buried in the Old Testament book of Lamentations, a book of verses that cry out to God in the midst of great pain and suffering, there are these beautiful words. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every day, we wake up to increasingly bad news about the spread of the virus. And every day, we also wake up to the steadfast good news that God's world has begun again. If you aren't already, let me encourage you, especially during this season, to begin your day with our morning prayer service. You can find it at spdlc.org slash livestream, Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. Let your day begin sitting in the presence of God. Let yourself be washed clean with his generous grace, love, and mercy. And let your life be filled abundantly for the day ahead. Again, we are not given a parachute to lift us up and out of this wilderness and transport us directly to paradise. But we are given something far better. The promise of the abiding presence of our Lord Jesus. And I tell you this, that promise is no pipe dream. No matter how it sounds, it is not too good to be true. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And this is the trustworthy word of God given to sustain you today and every day, come what may. In the name of Jesus, amen.